MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright side. Hey, and welcome to What Future? I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky, and I gotta tell you, gotta tell you, it's a big day, big important day. Actually, well, you're going to hear this on uh, midnight on Thursday. If you're, if you like most of my listeners, you stay up to wait for the show to be posted at the stroke of midnight. It goes up, and my, all of my, all of the What Future listeners rush to their podcast app of choice and are and just immediately begin listening. A huge spike in listens at midnight. Just hundreds of thousands of people streaming, streaming and listening right, right at midnight. Anyhow, we're recording this on a Tuesday evening, and this is a, it's an iPhone day. So Apple released a new iPhone, some a new some watches, I guess. Yeah, and it's you know that's big, I guess. So I thought we'd talk about it. Lyra's here with me, and Lyra Smith, my producer, and and really I think of you know I think of her as a friend as well. I'd like to think that we are friends. That's very nice. Yeah, well, I mean it's from the heart. You know, I don't. I mean, she's contractually obligated to work on the show, so I don't know if if it's the feeling is totally mutual, but I'm choosing to perceive it as a friendship. And uh, anyhow, so I thought we'd wrap a little bit about the iPhone and maybe some other things. To be honest, my energy is very low this week. The onset of fall, I think, has somehow... I love fall, but, you know, I feel like summer... I don't know. Summer seemed short to me. It's been very hot and humid here. Maybe it's just the weather. 
feel like something's happened where I just feel like I need to nap. I need to hibernate. But anyhow, before I hibernate, we should we should talk about what's going on in the world and namely what uh, what just happened with Apple. New iPhone. It's a brand new iPhone. The iPhone 15. I, I feel like if you're up to 15, you should start calling it something else. Like 15 is too high of a number, I think. Like, what are they going to do? Like the iPhone 20? It seems dumb. I would start giving it cool names like like how they name cars. Called like the iPhone Cheetah or like the iPhone Lancer. The iPhone Vagabond. Right? Huh? Yeah. Hmm. At any rate. Yeah. <laughs> Like totally, no. I uh, there is an Apple event today. I completely forgot about it. It's just a sign of the times. It's very interesting. You know, it used to be. I feel like it used to be a really big deal when they would release a new iPhone. Maybe I'm crazy. People used to line up for them. Maybe they still do. I don't know. Imagine lining up for an iPhone. Just imagine like waiting in line to get an iPhone. Can you imagine it? Have you done it? No, I can't remember the last time I got in a line to hmm. purchase something other than like a fun food thing, like a like a cronut. I mean, I didn't even get a credit, but I got, there's like a hot chicken place here that was really, really mm. popular. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you stood in line for a chicken I stood in line item? for like two and a half hours and I had the time of my life. That's fucking nuts, honestly. And then at the very end, a guy tried to cut. Oh, that's not good. And I said, no. Yeah. And... Then the person in front of me let him cut. Oh, my God. Why would you do that? So then I told the person at the register yeah. what happened. And they they like went all out. Like <laughs> They confiscated his sandwich. We got all our food for free for one. And then those oh. people got like banned and they didn't get their food. And it was a whole thing. Wow, you what a cop you are! Look at you, we're a real cop. Well, I, mean, I am a cop when it comes to chicken, chicken. that I have stood in line lines for. and lines. No, I think that's very rude to cut in line. I people who cut in line are um, not good people. I don't know. I think maybe. I mean, I've certainly gone to the front of lines, but like at an airport when you're lining up, I feel like there's a lot of confusion usually, and people don't know where to stand, and you just kind of like work your way in. You know, I don't feel like I, I'm cutting most of the time, but like. People who like willingly or willfully cut into a line where people are waiting, they're like, oh, do you, can I just go up here? It's on the one hand, you know, they're smart, right? Because they're just, they're, they're, they're counting on the goodwill of other people and they are using the goodwill of other people to get in ahead in life, which, uh, you know, it's a user mentality. I don't know if it's a good position to be in like psychologically. So on the one hand, you know, they're very clever, right? You cut in line. You use the goodwill of another person to get into a spot ahead of everybody else. On the other hand, they it seems like a really pretty stupid and ugly practice. I feel like there's something really offensive about it, right? Like you don't have to wait like everybody else waited. Oh, on the other hand, you know, the best way to deal with this is to never wait in a line, which is my policy. Like there's almost nothing I'd wait in a line for. I mean, very little I would like stand in line for. I'm trying to think of the last time I was in a line, like besides the airport, which doesn't really count, right? 
I would say. It doesn't count. Because you're not like, oh, I need to get a hot dog. You're like, I have to get on this plane no matter what. So I might as well get into the line. Have I stood in line for a movie? I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I don't think so. Honestly, I don't remember. It's possible sometime in my life I stood in line for a movie. It's definitely probably happened like when I was younger, but uh, I couldn't tell you anything I've stood in line for recently. Yeah, I mean, I had like a grocery store or something, but that doesn't, I don't think that counts either. Anyway, I hope the chicken sandwich was worth it or whatever it is you got. I mean, was it good? It was incredible. <laughs> well, there you go. It was it anything like a double down? Because I've had that. Do you know what the double down is? The double decker? No, double down. It's a KFC oh, item. The, the chicken as the bun? Yeah, chicken's the bun. And then I forget what's in between. Maybe I want to say bacon in between the chicken is like the meat. <laughs> like a BLT. <laughs> yeah. but. It's like something like a BLT, but instead of bread, it's got chicken, which is like, you know, sure. Why not? You know, I had one of those. Yeah, I had one too. It's pretty good. Wasn't this? This is like 2010, right? Yeah, it was a long time ago. I mean, that it was, this is not recent history. Anyhow, so yeah, Apple released a new iPhone today. <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely. Right? That's how we got off this topic is people waiting in line for iPhones. But uh, I think it's a testament to where technology has taken us that nobody really cares about the new iPhone. I mean, it's hard to imagine caring about a new iPhone in any way. Like, will I get a new iPhone? Probably. You know, will it be incrementally better than the last one? Definitely. Does it matter? <laughs> not really. <laughs> Not really. You know, sometimes I see a video on the internet, like somebody comparing the cameras of two smartphones. And I uh, can't believe people are still doing this after all this time. I mean, to be fair, I did it for a long time, but it's just interesting. You know, I feel like the world, we've got bigger problems right now. I saw an interesting video about how the moment that celebrities partying in public ended was the weekend that the iPhone was released. You're saying because of the iPhone or the rise of the camera in everyone's pocket, celebrities stopped partying in places where they would be visible and have pictures taken of them. That's what this woman who was around at the time, <laughs> and she said that the week before, the weekend before, all the celebs were like openly doing drugs, hooking up, like mm. you'd go to a club in LA and you would like see anybody doing anything. And then the same weekend that the iPhone came out was when Lindsay Lohan had the ankle monitor on. Mm -hmm. And within 24 hours, there were like hundreds of pictures from just regular people like on the internet of yeah. her at a club yeah. wearing her ankle monitor. Right, right. Bad situation for her. And so that was like the end. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, for sure, uh, the surveillance state we've all created has definitely inhibited behave certain behaviors. On the other hand, think about all of the things that we are now able to see and capture and share that are that would not have been possible without smartphones. I mean, like the many crimes of the police, you know, police officers killing people. Which, like before, would just happen and people would just talk about it, but you had no evidence. Sure, or you wouldn't even hear about it. You wouldn't even hear about it because it would just be people talking and that would be it. So stuff like that, I mean, you know, think about like the like the Capitol, <laughs> the Capitol riots, like the, the January 6th shit is like a bunch of these doofuses were taking pictures of themselves and like, you know, or taking pictures of other people. And uh, that's like led to a lot of people getting arrested and being put in jail for being 
insurrectionists? Um, you know, I, it's a, it, I mean, listen, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, when I think about what I've captured with my smartphone camera, like the moments in life that have been captured, the sheer volume of photographic and video recordings and sort of um, archives of our life and behavior, it's like never before... I mean, never before in the history of, of, of humanity have we been able to so document ourselves and access the document and, and reference and research and analyze the document of ourselves. I mean, it's, it's a really weird time. I mean, it's, it's strange. And that is all due to the smartphone. That is, I mean, the celebrity thing is one thing, but I mean, for, you know, it's less like pan out, no pun intended, zoom out, no pun intended, to humanity, to regular people. And uh, think about all of the things that people can be captured doing now, like all of the ways that they change how we interact with each other. And I don't just mean like social networks and stuff. I mean, like what, what might you not do at a party because you know somebody's got a camera? What might you not say? You know, and by the way, these are maybe good things. It's good to be inhibited sometimes, right? Like inhibition is probably useful in a lot of situations, but <laughs> you know, it's like, Apple has a setting for like kids to like detect nudity in their photos, in their messages, you know, uh, because that's a thing now that happens. Children are sending like nude photos to each other or they're sending, you know, kids are sending like photos of other people to people. And it's like, yeah, like that shit wasn't happening when I was a child. Like it wasn't even possible. So the concept of it was just so far removed from anything that you'd have to ever consider. You know, people were worried about like, TNA on MTV, which is the name of my new documentary about TNA on MTV. No, I don't, you know, it's funny. I mean, but now our problems are so much more complicated and fast moving. But then on the flip side, as I said, what a world we've created, but it does feel a bit like a surveillance state. I mean, like in one way it's great, right? Because it's really hard for like serial killers to operate. I mean, that's like a, that's a plus I'd say. Right. But, but now it's like mass shooters are like, Hey, I'm going to put it on Facebook. So, you know, it's, Six, one, half dozen of the other or whatever. It's like, we see a lot more. We know a lot more. We can capture and prevent probably more now because of the way that cameras are ubiquitous. But it also has other implications that may not be as positive. Like sometimes it feels like you're living in a police state created by you and your friends and family, you know. But on the other hand, an argument would be, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, then who cares? But then, of course, the counter argument to that would be who gets to decide what's wrong. But then, like, that's a slippery slope into like a uh, like a Ben Shapiro type of situation. <laughs> it's like a like a like an Alex Jones type of whatever. I mean, you know, you can't go down that road. But let's just say serial killers have been really hurt by the rise of the smartphone and CCTV technology, which I think is probably a positive. I don't know. I don't know what your take is on that. You don't have a take. You don't have a hot take on serial killers? I don't have a hot take on serial killers. Hmm, well, that makes one of us. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. 
OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's dark stuff. Anyhow, the new iPhone. So it's the iPhone 15. (laughs) The iPhone 15 
I want to say plus. Then there's another one called the iPhone 15 Pro. And then there's another one called the iPhone 15 Pro Max. These are all great names. They're all great names. And the new iPhones and they have uh, new features. I don't know. I used to get very excited about new things like iPhones. And now I feel nothing. I feel dead inside when I hear about a new iPhone. It's uh, It's been a real journey, I think. Is it my age? I don't know. I think it's just the state of of technology, you know? We're in a we're in a real valley. We've been in a valley for a while. I think everybody had a little bit of a like a false start on AI. I mean, crypto and stuff has been a little bit of a false start, but then AI is kind of the second false start where it's like it's like things that exist that don't exactly solve problems and maybe don't solve them as well as everybody tells you they will. I think the iPhone, you know, solved some real world problems and and I think spoke to a real world desire for something. I think everybody was sort of had become very acclimated to what cell phones were capable of and 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 there was like what's the next step here? Like where does this go? I think that it makes a lot of sense where they took it. But I think we are in a valley a real kind of vast valley right now in terms of technological innovation. I mean, there are things going on that are amazing but they're not exactly like world changing. You might argue, well, the electric, you know, the rise of the electric vehicle is, you know, could be world changing. And I don't know. I mean, the argument there could be, well, they use natural resources in other ways and they're very, you know, uh, resource intensive to produce. And, you know, you'd have to replace every car on the road with an electric vehicle, which will someday I assume happen. But is it like, is it a sea change moment for, it's not really, the cars are still cars. They're not, they don't fly. You know, it's like, we don't, we still need roads. I think that the iPhone was like a completely new thing for most people, like a completely new idea of this, of this, everything in your hand, everything in your pocket. I mean, it's like what we were talking about, the camera stuff. Amazing, an amazing situation where I follow a bunch of photographers on Instagram who are just amazing photographers and they're using an iPhone and their photos are, you know, incredible. And you're like, like, there's just billions of, of images being created every day, millions, billions. I don't know how many it is, but just of everything just being snapped everywhere you can imagine, you know, and mostly, most of them probably geolocated as well. It's like, you think about the way we've kind of blanketed the planet in photography and in geolocation and, you know, navigation. It's pretty wild. But I think, but getting back to the point about the iPhone, I think it served a real purpose you know, at a moment that that purpose needed to be served, you know, electric cars, for instance, are simply an evolution of, of a car. It's a different way to build a car, but they do essentially the same things. Will that have a huge impact on, on the planet, the health of the planet? It's hard to say at this point. It feels like the health of the planet may be, we may be a little bit past the window for great repair. Now we just, you know, we're probably more like, I need a really good boat or something like, you know, does, is Apple going to make boats? to get me out of the cities, the sunken cities of, of, of the world. Maybe someday electric boats. I mean, that could be a whole new category. Wouldn't be a game changer, but I think a lot of people could need boats in the near future. I don't know if you've seen the movie Waterworld. It's a very realistic depiction of a future where the world is. Can you have an electric boat? Yeah, of course. You could charge a boat in the water. You could charge it. Yeah. You could charge it and then not kill anybody. Well, I mean, you plug it in somewhere. You could use solar. You wouldn't need it. You'd need a lot of solar to charge it. I mean, you know, hypothetically, maybe there's a a plug. You know, there's like a plug like on the dock. You know, you can. Yeah. There's like some power running somewhere. There could be, I'm saying, you know, electric boats exist. Okay. (laughs) 
I'm not like making this up. They exist. I mean, here's a Wikipedia entry. <laughs> electric boat is a powered watercraft driven by electric motors, which are powered by either onboard battery packs, solar panels, or generators. So uh, boats powered by electricity have been used for over 120 years. So <laughs> I guess... I guess not only are there electric boats, but they're like old technology for boats. So that's interesting. I feel better. Yeah, like electric boats are a real thing. Okay. I mean, they're like a whole thing, apparently. So at any rate, so Waterworld is a film starring Kevin Costner where the world is covered in water. And uh, honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen the entire Waterworld now that I'm thinking of it. I have to put that on my, on my letterbox. But anyhow, I think the thing is like, you know, the only commodity is like, fresh water or something i want to say maybe that's mad max similar setup i think but at any rate uh that could be us soon and you, people are gonna need boats and that's where apple comes in uh maybe just saying that's a possibility yeah it's interesting we're in a technological valley we are in a uh, very it's very incremental everything's very incremental everything's very like based on you you know if you loved if you love this technology you'll love this one that uses a similar technology and does some stuff that's sort of similar but isn't exactly the same thing i think the biggest deal with the iphone today do you know what the biggest thing is the biggest announcement today is it the camera no wrong <laughs> wrong again lyra I don't know. you continue to be incorrect about electric boats and now the iphone <laughs> the biggest deal today is that they've changed the port on the iphone Okay, they they've given it a new port. The lightning port is done. The light. Do you know what the lightning port is? It's that that's the you know whatever. It's the fucking thing at the bottom of the iPhone that has the the uh, thing. USB C. Yeah, USB C is what they're using now. Uh. USB C is what like all of their computers and the iPads use. But for some reason, they kept like a set of products using lightning ports, which was the iPhone, the AirPods, and some other whatever. Now, so now every now it's going to be everybody has a universal standard. It's all just universally standardized. Weren't they like <laughs> legally required to do that? Yes. In, in, yes. In Europe, I believe Europe uh, created a situation that was like required electronics manufacturers to make things like charging ports compatible because otherwise it's like incredibly wasteful to create lots of different standards that all do the same thing. Right. And like you have to produce all of this extra stuff because of the change and the difference in the pins or whatever. And it's like not, it's really like pretty stupid since everybody else is using a standardized like literally every other company uses the USB-C standard and apple has its own thing it's classic apple actually they've done it they've done they've done this quite a bit historically where they have a a port that nobody else uses or they're the first to use it and it takes forever for it to be adopted or it never gets adopted or it only gets adopted a little bit you know but that's cool i think it's like you know like like fleetwood uh mac said you you can go your own way i think that's what they said is that the lyric? Am I, am I misremembering that? That's the lyric. That's the lyric. <laughs> so, you know, they go their own way on a regular basis, and sometimes it pans out and sometimes it doesn't. I assume they made a boatload of cash selling lightning lightning adapter accessories. That's to me, is where the money is. Anyhow, so yeah, so that's it. That's, a, there, that's, that's the tech news for the week. Big tech, big technology news. But like the rest of the world, I mean, you think about it, like whatever's going on elsewhere is not good. There's like 5,000 people who died in Libya because a dam collapsed. And then in Morocco, there's been a terrible earthquake that killed like over a thousand people. Oh no, 2,900, over 2,900 people. Like, you know, it seems like, I don't know. It's, it seems like the world is not doing well. Like I don't know, they're doing like a Biden impeachment. 
because I don't know why they're like trying to impeach Biden over something like <laughs> like I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun for us. I'm sure it'll be a lot of good waste of everybody's time. I don't know. Getting back to the iPhone. <laughs> I want to tie everything into this conversation about the iPhone. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't know. I mean, everything that's happening in the world is bad and I don't really want to discuss it. You know, like I can't, what do I have to say about the, about the, the flood, you know, in Libya? I have nothing to say about it. It's a tragedy. It sucks. You know, where are we headed? Where's this all going? When does it end? Or is it just beginning? Nobody knows. Nobody can be sure. We're all just spirits wandering through this world, trying to find a, a, a final destination. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen that film, Final Destination? I love Final Destination. Oh, do you? I, you know, I, now I think of it, I don't think I've ever actually seen Final Destination. I've, I know enough about it, but I don't think I've ever watched a Final Destination movie from beginning to end. We, we watched like three of them in one night last year, and it was really fun. The plot of Final Destination is like people survive like a crash or something. Yeah, but they were supposed to die. They were supposed to die. And so so death comes after them in, in all sorts of inventive ways. Like they like, yeah, you know, like they're on a roller coaster and the roller coaster like rails detach and they go flying. <laughs> they go flying. But it's like shit like that, right? It's not like, it's not like they die yeah, of a heart attack really or something. really funny. They don't like die in their sleep, you know? It's very campy. Like I feel like if you have the power to derail a roller coaster, why not just like, float a knife and stab them or something you know why not just or why not just like strangle them with whatever power you use to derail the roller coaster or is it like subtle like there's a screw loose like it's not clear what happened yeah it's more like that it's like it you couldn't prove it oh right it all looks like looks like it just it's just an accident i think it'd be weird though if like there were like five people in a plane crash and they didn't die and then they started dying with like in really unusual ways. I think people would be like something weird is going on. Does that happen in the movies? I feel like no, they would call you a conspiracy theorist. If you said that they would say that in the film, is that what happens? No, I mean, I don't think they say it in the film. Oh, I don't think there's yeah. enough of like a news story about it. No, I, I guess there would be, but I do think if like suddenly survivors of a plane crash started dying, I think there would be a news story about it. That's what I think. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> Especially if they was like, it's like people in the same town, right? They like live in the same town. Yeah, they're all high school students together. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> right. I think it's it's a cool concept. I like it. Well, they, they've made seven of them, I think, so. No, I know. I know. You, I, I feel like the title is really misleading. Clearly not. There's nothing final about this destination. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So during the break, uh, Lyra said she was going to get a, uh, a, I think you said Jack and Coke. And I admonished her for drinking, and I and I sent her to the alcohol con- Alcoholics Anonymous website. The alcohol convention. <laughs> the alcohol. I still sent her to the alcohol convention, 
Uh, I sent her the AA website and I sent her the uh, meeting in her local area. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. I love drinking, as everybody knows. I'm a big fan of alcohol. Of course, if it's not for you, that's fine. But I have been not drinking recently, or, or at least I have been uh, attempting and, and somewhat succeeding to not drink on a fairly regular uh, cadence and basis. I think I go through these cycles where I drink and don't drink. I, like, I, you know, at the end of some cycle of not drinking, I'll decide like, boy, having a martini will be so awesome and it feels so good. But I've, I've been smoking weed more, smoking weed. That sound like, I sound like a billion years old when I say it. I don't know why. I've been, uh, I've been smoking, I've actually been vaping, vaping weed, which I find much more enjoyable than smoking like a joint or something. I, I think if the smoke really gets to me, I feel like, and it, it affects my, I think I get like stoned in a way that is different when I smoke weed, like when I burn it. I don't know if that's a, a common thing for most people, but I have like embraced, I've somewhat embraced weed more than I ever have in my life. And maybe it's something to do with not drinking. Maybe it's other stuff, but uh, I find it is somewhat enjoyable to me now, which I don't know, Lyra, I don't know if you smoke weed or not, but, uh, I did my whole life and yeah. then I got pregnant and I didn't. And then yeah. I tried like once after <laughs> and you, you weren't into it and I had the worst panic attack. I was like Googling is my breast milk now ruined like, mm. you know, like I was like, I really freaked out and it was not fun. And now I'm, I'm incredibly jealous of people who can enjoy it because I just can't enjoy it anymore. Well, I mean, those, you raise some issues that I'm not, I haven't had to deal with. I mean, certainly you are, you are speaking on, on, uh, parts of life that I will never have to, you know, wreck it with, which is great for me. <laughs> it's great, great for me as a man, just to say that, uh, I'm not worried about any of that, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't really know. I mean, it seems like it seems like a very mild thing, to be honest. Like it, 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 it seems like even at my very most stoned, I don't feel like the way I feel when I'm drinking. Which obviously, it's a different thing. I uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just you know, I I'm like Huey Lewis, like Huey Lewis. I want a new drug, you know, and I found one. Maybe I think. Did he find one? What did he find one? Did he find one? No. The point of that song is that he wants a drug that doesn't exist. The point of I want a new drug is yeah. he wants a drug that doesn't make him do all of the things that people do when they're on drugs, like talk too much, like if you're on cocaine or make you feel thick if you're high or whatever. And I get it. I mean, I think actually the song is about he's he's with a he's dating a woman or he's with a woman who makes him feel like he's high in a way that is different from any other drug that he's done. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think relationships can make you feel that way. Uh, in fact, I think there's an actual physiological reason for that, that like people actually get high from being with each other when they like each other. There's a whole bunch of shit going on biologically with you, with one. That that thing, that like drug reaction, it only lasts yeah. for the first like two to three years. Is that right? Yeah. They should, someone should create a drug that re-ups that, I think. That would be a big hit, I feel like. It'd be a big hit. The loves would be like the love drug. It'd be like, feel the way you felt the first time or whatever, you know? I think that would be really nice. I think it would be abused. I think people would definitely abuse that. I feel like that would could be very a very weird thing to be to be doing. Anyhow, you know it's tough. Humans love to be intoxicated, but I don't know. Drinking is one of those things where the first drink is is perfect. I'm sure I've talked about this in the podcast before. The first drink is perfection. The first drink is is heaven on earth. The first sip of the first drink, the second sip of the first drink, is like 
the most perfect and magical, maybe I sound like an alcoholic when I say this, the most perfect and magical feeling. You're like, things are going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. I'm feeling good, you know? And I think that all of drinking is really about recapturing the first few sips of your first drink. I think that, I guess this is depending on the le- how strong the drink is. I'm not like a typically like a beer drink or even a wine drinker. So for me, it's like the first two sips of a martini, which are pure alcohol, right? Like 100% alcohol in there. So they're, it's a lot. Right. God, I'm talking about this now. And I'm like, I'm like, ooh, a drink sounds really good. Like the fucking power of suggestion, the power of, of a person to suggest to themselves. Like, like I'm sitting here going, oh, I'm feeling so good. I haven't been drinking. And then yet at the same time, as I talk about those first two sips, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to break. I'm going to break my I'm going to break my run here tonight. Martinis were always my drink when I was. <laughs> It's insane when I think about it now. But when I like turned 21 and I would go out in the summer, I would have gin on the rocks, not even a martini because I didn't know. Yeah. And then in the winter, I would have gin neat. And that was what I drank Hmm. for years. That's hardcore. I mean, that's real stuff. But I didn't know. I thought this is what it is. Um, Anyways. And then I realized, oh, a martini is just that. But it's an actual real drink. It's just alcohol. Yeah. And so then I always drank martinis and then I introduced an, an, a full-blown alcoholic who only drank beer mm. to martinis. And oh. then he was like in love forever. That's a, you know, it's tricky. Uh, not everybody want, not everybody should drink glasses of pure spirits. I mean, it's not like beer is one thing. It takes a while to get drunk on beer and like you get full and you get tired and whatever. You know, uh, it does not take as long to get drunk on a martini. In fact, like I would say probably with one martini, I'm pretty good. Two is certainly more than enough. Three is a mistake. I've watched some very tall men get drunk on two to three martinis. Get sloshed. You know, it depends on your environment. There are environments where I could drink martinis for a long time and not feel necessarily like super duper drunk. And then there's like, if I'm at home and I have two, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty good. But yeah, drinking, you know, I'm trying not to do it. I I go through these cycles all the time. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about like how, where I am from a health perspective. I can, I am aware of when I'm intoxicated or when I'm you know high or whatever, I'm drunk or high, but like, I'm not a person who necessarily feels like it has a, I don't have a negative, you know, I'm not like it's a big negative when I get drunk or whatever. I'm not, I don't think that's actually the case. I do feel like having, you know, go, when I go on these stretches of not drinking, it's interesting to how much generally healthy I feel. Like I'm, I eat less, way less. That's a big one. For me, it's like I eat way less. Like during the day I eat less, at night I eat less. Like if I don't drink at all, my appetite is very different, which I think find to be, I don't know, fascinating and good ultimately. Cause like I definitely you know, have like the midnight, every time I drink, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a midnight snack of some type, which is usually some <laughs> grouping of disgusting items. <laughs> it's like, it's like, and I'm going to scoop out this cream cheese and eat it or something like that. You know, what I mean? It's like, I'm going to just have peanut butter straight from the jar or whatever kind of weird shit you think of when you've had a couple of drinks. Anyway, I feel generally healthier. Psychologically, I feel uh, not because of drinking, just generally lately, I feel like a complete mess, but physically I'm in the top of my game. I mean, physically, I'm like a uh, like an Adonis, like a like a uh, like a god, really. And uh, mentally, I'm all fucked up. But physically, I'm like, watch out, watch out, world. You know. And if my mind were as together as my body is right now, it's uh, no telling what could happen. 
honestly. Maybe I'll run to, to be president. Maybe I'll start my campaign right now. That's how good I'm feeling physically. Anyway, so I have been drinking. You know what I have been doing is checking out that new iPhone. And I got to tell you, what a great new entry into the iPhone canon, you know? 15, I didn't think we'd get here. My God, I never thought we'd get to 15. And here we are. And I can see it now with sober eyes. I'm seeing it all unfold for the first time, perhaps, through uh, the lens of sobriety. And I got to tell you, it's a trip. When they, the 10 came out, didn't they call it the mm-hmm. iPhone X? X. They call it the X. The X. And then they just went back to 11? I, I want to say something. I think it's possible that the X was actually the ninth iPhone. There's some weird thing where it actually wasn't. Huh, I got I to gotta look this up now. I want to say there's some weird, I, some weird like Apple math. Okay. It's the 11th phone. The iPhone X is a smartphone designed, developed, and marketed by Apple Incorporated. It is part of the 11th generation of the iPhone. The naming of the iPhone X skipping the iPhone 9 is to mark the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Sure, yeah, 2017, right, 2007 to 2017. Okay, but it's the 11th generation of phone, and I guess they're saying it's, they skipped, I guess I'm confused, like skipping the iPhone 9. So was there an iPhone 8? I don't remember. Yeah, iPhone 8. It was iPhone 8, and then they went, they didn't go from 9 and then to 10. They went from 8 to 10. And the 10 was to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the existence of the iPhone, not the 10th model, even though up until then, I believe the numbers indicated the number of iPhones that had preceded it, you know, plus one or whatever. This is all great stuff. This is all important stuff, and I'm glad that we got to the bottom of it. All right, anyhow, we should probably wrap up. I mean, because uh, honestly, I might have to get a drink now. No, I'm not going to. I think I'm going to uh, get my vape, get out the vape, see what happens. See what happens when I stop being polite and start getting real, you know, <laughs> which is different from how I am normal. Well, that is our show for this week. We will be back next week with more What Future. And I don't know. I don't know if we'll still be talking about the iPhone 15. You know, it's possible. I mean, anything's possible. And until then, I wish you and your family the very best. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. 
Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.